See, prima donnas, get on set. Come on. I can't work with you people. <clears throat> Like a pour of our little whiskey and go. Oh, give me a little bit more. That is magic. Oh, that all that, that is, is magic. Just a little very bit more. Yeah, Robert Nathan. Feel very. Uh, somebody was talking about Hawaii earlier. And this is very Hawaii-esque, right? Holy oh, yeah. The guy that was up there, he he had a, he was a. Not get any, does it not get any better? It keeps going. The awesome. No, it, it doesn't get any better. Have you heard he started? I don't know. Doesn't even matter. We're gonna like do some great man. stuff. Like the red? I know. It's Look a good this. color. Yeah, this and is a... Look at these buttons. These oh, are like hey, amazing. Please don't undress. I know. I, I just pointed. I <laughs> this is the outtakes videos, right? So <laughs> This is actually a... This is a, a threaded button uh, stub shirt. They went out of business. Stubs. I remember that. Remember that? So I commissioned these shirts. We actually have the ribbon thread that actually has the... So... All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ultimate Texas Podcast. All right, this is fan we changed the name a little bit. We are the Rowdy Loafers, but yes, this is are. the Ultimate Texas Podcast. I got, hey, got my good buddy here, Coach. Got the famous Fireball Bill, and I got the Regalados mount up. We got the Regalados. That's it. Odd Regalado. That's right. We're talking about some oil, some good Texas stuff. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ultimate Texas Podcast. We're here talking about Texas history. We're going to talk about the most interesting person that is here right now, which is Todd Regalado. We're going to be talking about some other interesting stuff. Who knows where this is going to go? Rabbit but trails. Ra happens. Yeah, rabbit trails. So, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming and hanging okay, out. Okay, I'm, I'm coming to order booze. It's coming hard, yeah. Y'all call me out of the bullpen, oh, no. and, and you think you're, you're going to get Wagner coming out, and you're getting Chico Escuela, so... <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what's happening here. Which is Squirrel Haggard's best friend. Damn right he is. <laughs> you got to come into the boot shop to see Squirrel Haggard and uh, Chip, Chippy Dickens. Ch oh, little, little Chippy Dickens. Little Chippy Dickens. Little Chippy Dickens. But, but, He's back there. Ball has a ball better be better to me. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Chico legendary. That's it. So we got the oil field. So I love, so we've been talking about a lot of stuff this, this series. We've got, we we're talking about, uh, we had Matt Bryson here from Federal Grill talking about, you know, some great restaurant stuff. We've been talking about Texas history, man. Yes. Tell, tell me about where do you come from? What's what's going on with you? Well, where do I start? I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I know the guy. The guy was born and raised in California. This is the perfect example of yeah. of not from Texas, but got here as soon as he could. That's that's true. My grandmother was from oh. Greenville, Texas. Okay. So oh, right. the, the the Texans in the family history. So I. But the been cool here. thing is, just not to, not to interrupt you there, but a lot of these people that came to Texas, they fought. Even Wyatt Earp, right? They they started going, continued to go west. They went to Californians. So not not to di not to disparage the family or whatever, but everybody wanted to go west, right? And Greenville yeah. is a deep the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. 100%. That's it. That's it. It's it's uh, it's kind of interesting because my grandmother was a Texan. My great or my great grandfather was a Okie. So. They all meshed up. They went, ended up in Oklahoma for a little bit. And I know we're talking about Texas, but it's kind of yeah. a good story here. Oh, good. The washing machine, when it was invented, there was the Maytag and the Meadows. The governor of Oklahoma got the Maytag, and my great-grandfather got the Meadows. So Meadows was a washing machine. was another brand. There was, only, there was only two in the, in the world at that time. Oh, wow. wow. 
That's so it's kind of crazy. You know, we're, it's one of those deals where you hear the history well. You know, if I only would have done this or if my family would have been here, it's kind of like the story of my life. It's like, oh, I missed the lotto by just one number. <laughs> my great-grandparents owned a bunch of acreage up in Oklahoma, uh -huh. and the wild Marasutic well was there. Was that and, wild Marasutic well? It's, uh, it was one of the very first uh, places where oil was discovered in Oklahoma. Okay. So Granny told Ha, look, we're going to – it's too far for the kids to walk to school. It was right outside Oklahoma City. So they said, we're moving. No more walking to school, blah, blah, blah. I'll make a long story short. Yeah. They discovered oil on their property. Oh, wow. So missed it by that much. <laughs> but you know how it is. But yeah. it's kind of funny because it all comes full circle because that's it's what weird. I ended up doing for a long time. So you were born in California, though, after all that, and then came back to Texas. How did, how did your story kind of unfold there? Well, when, when, when I got out of school, it was during the Cold War. I went to San Diego State University, and we had... Uh, the Cold War. The Cold War. This is how old I am, <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, my God. So, you know, there was no, there was no jobs out there, so I was... Doing member career week when you come through a career week, and I was interviewing with Boeing, and they were going to pay me twenty-seven thousand dollars a year. And then you go to Martin Marietta, oh, we're going to give you thirty thousand dollars a year in a company car, and you kind of go Raytheon, oh, we're going to give you thirty-one thousand in, in whatever you want. Years ago, that was a lot of money. That was a lot. Of, <laughs> damn right it was. So no job. So one of my fraternity brothers was pushing tools on a rig up in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and he says, uh, just come up here and. And work on a rig uh, for a while, and then you can go back to California, and maybe there'll be some job openings. Well, first year in the oil field, I made fifty-one thousand dollars and drank beer every day. Thought I died and gone to heaven. You're right, that's right. a hell of a deal. So yeah, it's a lot of money back then. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. So I just kind of followed the, the the rigs from Oklahoma down to Texas. Uh, the boom was going down. You probably you might be a little young for that, but the boom was going down at that time, and. Next thing you know, I was interviewing with a company called Diamond M, which is now Diamond Offshore. But when you were doing those early days, I mean, were you were you roughnecking it? Oh yeah, on the well. Oh yeah, I started I started working Worms Corner. Dangerous. Wow. I mean, was it was it you know? I didn't know any difference. Yeah. You know, it just it was Work. a job. It was it was it was a job. So right. started worm, Worms Corner, worked all the way up to a tool pusher. You know how that goes. And then exactly. next thing you know, um, I'm drilling a relief well in the Cook Inlet of Alaska. And uh, when travel is fantastic, you're telling me about just traveling all over the world and spending a lot of time in yep. Asia and different places. I mean, or going to the airport, which which terminal am I going to, you know, to go to the what next was the field? pivotal point for you yeah. from, from what you were doing to, to what you just described to where you are today? Where, where did it all kind of well, you, you know, go, going from the drilling contractor side to uh, a, a service company or to an operator. It all happened in Alaska. I was drilling a relief well for a, a, a blowout that happened up there, and one of the well control companies uh, noticed me, and they said, we like the way you work. Uh, send us your resume. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So went ahead, sent the resume in. Next thing you know, I went my dad's skiing up in Reno, and he goes, hey, some guy's on the phone for you looking for you, Neil Adams. So I get on the phone, he goes, hey, I hear you're at your dad's house. I go, yes. He goes, well, I've got a geothermal blowout over here in Fallon. You're pretty close. Come help me. And I go, well, i got to go to the rig, and, you know, you work 28 and 28. Yeah. And it, yeah. I just said, well, i got to go to work. He goes, no, I already talked to your boss. He says, you're coming to work for me. <laughs> wow. so, so. So, so just knowing Todd like I know him, I know that, like, every step of the way has been highly thought of. I want to throw a Texas history name out at Please. you that maybe a lot of people don't know. But have probably heard, and I want you to talk a little bit about this man, a uh, man by the name of Red Adair. You've yep. probably heard of Mr. Red Adair. Very famous Texan, um, yes. Very famous. He's a legendary oil field firefighter. Um, Red Adair, um, you know, I want to talk, talk to us a little bit about how Red Adair took 
you personally, Todd. He picked you, took you under his wing, and started teaching you a little bit about, uh, you know, I don't even want to venture to, to, to talk about the intricacies because, you know, some of the things you've already said have just been like, whoa, whoa, what is that? What is that? What is that? Well, the legendary, the, the, the legendary company, the, the Red Adair company, was, of course, Paul Neil Adair. Uh, I was his competition. Oh, matter. wow. Really? So when, when Mr. Adair sold uh, the Red Adair company to uh, Bill Dory at Global Industries, Mr. Adair came over to Cudwell Control. Him and uh, Bobby Joe Cud, those are two pioneers in the well control industry. So that's when I got to, to, to work around Mr. Adair. Uh, he is uh, he's a, a two-trucks Texas legend. He's, a, he's an icon. He's, all I can say is, uh, if if you if you've had the opportunity to meet Mr. Adair, you've you've met American royalty. He's just sure. he's he's a super guy, you know. His he's guy, a nice guy, but just like hardcore, like just made made stuff happen. Well, you know, he, he he worked. You know, he he started out with Myron Kinley. He was the pioneer of old well firefighting, mm -hmm. and Mr. Adair, when he got out of the military, was working for Otis, which was a snubbing company, and Mr. Adair went and make a long story short, he went and did a job by himself. Mr. Kinley, they didn't have to call him Mr. Kinley. So next thing you know, Mr. Kinley reached out to Halliburton, which is, Otis was a Halliburton company, and said, hey, I want to be able to use that guy. And so next thing you know, Red's going all over the place with uh, Mr. Kinley and then uh, started the Redadair company in 1950. Was, it, was the technology way different or was it just the way that you actually executed that job? I mean, you know, oh well, firefighting, the, the tools and the equipment are pretty much the same. The only thing that has really changed over Decade during during Kuwait, we Halliburton invented the abrasive cutter. Uh, that was the big stepping stone. But everything else in the in the oil and gas industry, uh, especially for uh, well control, is pretty much the same. You've got dry pine pumps now. You got lay flat hose, things of that nature. Foam technology, hydrochem technology is a little bit different. But yeah. other than that, everything's pretty much still the same. So it's the people, right? So you have to actually ask, educate the people. people on what to do and it's, make sure it's the you, people. You know, yeah. you know the, the thing about oil well firefighting is there is no silver medal for second place. Right. You do the wrong thing, adios. You're done. So. So you know, I work in Kazakhstan or Conradistan is what, yes. is what they call it. <laughs> Somebody, uh, yeah, I think Michelle Haas uh, yeah. was was coining the. No, it's Kazakhstan. So, but back in the day, the Russians blew up a bunch of these wells, that was right? You. We're talking about you. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, blew up a bunch of these wells, and so these wells burned. I think almost a year. They actually created created a new element that was like called dragon glass because mm -hmm. it was so hot. That it melted the sand and all that yep. and created this uh, interesting stuff that is uh, actually very valuable today. But they brought in the uh, the Texans to actually put those wells and stuff out there in Kazakhstan. So, I, I, growing up looking at the Iraq War and, and these you know, the fires burning all that, they're calling in the experts. I mean, uh, is this y'all's people? Like they're looking for uh, the experts coming in to take care of stuff. I mean. That, that's your world. It's yeah. uh, that used to be my world. Yes, I, yeah. I did that for many, many years, and it's it, it's kind of funny when you you bring up the Russians, you know, uh, the Speaking one of the, of the Russians. Yeah, one one of the, one of the, you know one of Mr. Adair's uh, right hand man was a man by the name of Raymond Henry. He was uh, he we called him the gentle giant. Probably seen more big oil well fires than anybody, even Mr. Adair. But Raymond was called in to do a job one time in Russia where he had to take his red air coveralls off, had no patches, nothing. Raymond did all the work right. and his team, and then the Russians came in and said, you guys, leave the country, and then they closed the handle on the accumulator. Wow. So, wow. so it, it's kind of uh, the Russians have their own way of doing things. I know when I was at, at Wild Well Control, they, 
they would come over for OTC all the time, and they would send a whole delegation, and we'd show them the shop and do all that kind of stuff. And they would first question out of their mouth was, "Well, how many people do you kill on a job?" And they go, <laughs> "That's the first." <laughs> we go, "Well, none. Why? Oh no, this cannot be. This cannot be right." And I go, "No, we don't kill anybody. That's not. That's not what we do." So, but you know, different countries have their own people that try to do those things. But at the end of the day, if it's a big bad one. It's the Texans come to fix it. Texans come and fix awesome. it. I like it, man. Dude, so many, so many great stories from this guy. So I personally have known Todd for, God, we twenty years or so. I mean, we've. It's a rodeo connection. What's your, what's your connection? Well, there is a rodeo connection here. Absolutely, Todd. Todd. Um, Todd's on my rodeo committee. Me and Todd are on the fire trucks, and Todd okay. is kind of like El Jefe on the fire trucks. He's he's yeah. like chief man on the fire trucks, and we all kind of go to Todd as our fatherly figure and uh yeah todd's um todd, todd's the guy so we hear a lot of the stories i mean just, just but he's my boss he's my rodeo boss <laughs> you know you know the john wick series you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, Win, winston at it's the not about, it's not it's it's I not about me todd it's not about coach they go it's kind of like how was how was how was how was coach stop you stop fireball how was coach the boss of the fire trucks as winston would say because i deemed it so todd was very instrumental in in my ascension and i give him all the credit todd is one of the most wonderful human beings that that i've been around no and i'll in the boot shop just hanging out with us very good friend of the boot shop todd uh Todd's very active in the rodeo. He he he's a director of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. He buys in championship lots, which hopefully we're going Ooh. to be. We're working on that. Again. Yes. We're working on that. Um, with the uh, with his his ranch is the R three Ranch. A lot of people don't realize that Todd is actually a rancher. Todd um, raises cattle. Um, spends a lot of his time out in. I'll, I'll let you talk a little. Yeah, bit I want to hear about the ranching about aspect. Yeah, we talk about the, the oil. Is it you're like super sexy? Yeah. Where it's like oil and well, cattle well, and I all think that. Todd, is, Todd, is, Todd has parlayed his oil yeah. his oil career, you know, into the next phase of his life. Right. And I'm gonna let Todd talk a little bit. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You, you know, you got to have a hobby. Everybody's got to have a, have a hobby. Whether you're a golfer, you play tennis, whatever you do, race cars, make boots, make boots. <laughs> yeah. You know that, that that's exactly right. Drink beer. Well, it's, it's, it's as you well know, it's all about the tax write-off. So if you're going to have property, you got to have cows, yeah, and you yeah, have yeah. to Taxes have agriculture or something. So I got into uh, the cattle business by way of a buddy that worked at a really, really big ranch. And so they had all the horsepower bowls, you know, $100,000 bowls. And so I just kind of snuck in there and on the backside. Kind of so, figure out what to do with yeah, all Yeah, so just... Give me a let me buy these. I went to Camp Cooley and bought a bunch of a good cattle. Up what there. is this? What is, what is Camp, Camp, Camp Cooley? Used to be one of the premier uh, ranches in the state of Texas for Brangus cattle. They had the big, the huge sale. So I went up there and bought. Where's that? You said up there. Where's that? It, it's up uh, outside of Hearn, Texas, a oh, right little, okay. little bit north. Yeah. So went up there and bought some mamas and some babies and then took them over to a, a ranch called John Traverosa owns a ranch called Third Day Ranch. And he had the big horsepower bulls. So went over there and said, can my girls come over for vacation for just a little bit? And so went over there, got all my girls bred by the big boy. His real name was uh, 44L John Wayne. Right. So he, w he was the big boy. So got my girls uh, uh, a good daddy. And uh, Service. Ha had great, had great, great offspring to this day. I still have a bunch of, bunch of them out there. So it's a lot of fun. I think, I think when I talk to Todd about what's uh -huh. going on up at the ranch, he, he refers to his livestock as his pets. I mean, he's well, – I was, I was, him, yeah. him and his wife, Lori, are very 
I mean, they love they love their animals. They love what they do. It's just really refreshing. I'm not a rancher, but I, I as you're kind of saying that as well, I'm thinking about like you're, you're creating this. Like, oh, I created this fantastic cow or whatever. And then you're going to eat it, right? So you've tried it. It's like, actually, this one tastes good. Well, well, there's rules at the ranch. Okay. There's rules at the ranch. Mama says she will not eat anything she raises. Okay. So. So we, you really do have pets. So they're, well, they're they're trained pretty well, you know. They. they but it's like, I'd almost like, it, does this one taste better than this one? Let's, let's <laughs> well, this they one. To well, it, it's if it's. You a, name it, you don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't. We well, this is live, so we won't go into those discussions, Lori. <laughs> Lori, this is when you turn off the podcast. That's, that, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Good night. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. And I get fascinated by these different breeds. So Angus, Brangus, Brangus, Brangus. And then we had, because we had uh, the guys up here with uh, RC Ranch yes. doing the, the Wagyu beef as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where, where's this? You know, it's, it's fascinating about you this know, whole world about you have, cattle. You, how, do I, how do I put it in oil field terms? Okay. It's kind of about solar and electric. You know, we, we produce oil and gas. That's what me and you do for a living. Yeah. That's what we do. And then you throw the solar or electric card in there. Yeah. It's like the great Bob Tallman voice of the Houston Livestock Show and Roding says, Todd, we raise cattle. We don't raise fat. Mm. So it's it's night and day difference. You know, there's some people, there's some top quality chefs around the world that, that love rab, uh, Wagyu beef because that's what they're looking in their flavor. And then, you know, we're Texans. We we like our beef. We so, just eat beef. We <laughs> eat beef. So. Huge, huge industry. Huge Give industry. me the beef. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. It's what's for dinner. Exactly. Yeah, cool cool story. Todd, Todd, Todd told me this story a while back, and, and, and we never, ever, ever like to drop names at the boot shop. Uh, ever. <laughs> but, but Todd has an interesting story about... Uh, about a certain UFC fighter that oh, good that Lord. you Me? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Todd as he's progressed through his career has been able to bring in pretty awesome employees you know and and this one employee in particular and I'm not going to give it away I'm going to give you the honor but I want you to tell us a little bit about the Black Beast oh my gosh Black I Beast. I did not know. Not you? Anything. No, <laughs> I didn't even know what you. I didn't even know whatever. I didn't even know what USC was or uh, or <laughs> MMA. I didn't have any of that. Well, one of my good friends, David Norton, we were business partners in in, in one of the businesses we uh, built and sold a few years back. He goes, "Hey, come up here uh, to to Denver with me. Get on the jet and let's go. And we'll we're gonna we're gonna buy it. We're gonna get a table there and we're gonna do this sponsorship for." Uh, some MMA stuff. I go, what is MMA? I, I go, he goes, no, these fighter guys, you know, they get in that little octagon thing or hexagon, whatever they call it, and they beat the hell out of each other. And I said, okay, load me up, put me in, Let's coach. go. So we, so we go up there, and we land up there in Denver, and the car picks us up, and we go do our deal, and we get checked in, so I made some reservations at Capitol Grill to to meet the fighter, because I didn't know who we were sponsored. Should have gone to federal grill. So, so, we, so, we, so we get up there, and the guy's, the guy's name was Jeremiah Constant, and he had just gotten beat by Cain Velasquez, who was the... Oh, no. I, I, I didn't even know who that was, but he, he was, he was yeah. the champion at one time. So we made him, we went out there and took him to dinner, and I got to meet him. He's an old field hand. You know, he worked on the rigs and did all that kind of stuff, and he learned a little bit about him, had his, you know, had his Rottweiler and all that stuff. I said, okay, this is great. Look forward to seeing you. So... Next day, we go to the, a place called the Lucky Strike in Denver. It's a huge bowling alley that yes. has like three lanes. 
and the rest of it's a bar. It's huge. It's it's a great place. If you you ever go to Denver, you got to go to the Lucky Strike. Anyway. Funny, I'm at the bowling alley. I mean, a giant bar. <laughs> that's yeah. That's exactly right. So we're there at the weigh-in. So David and I are sitting there drinking a cold beer, and so Jeremiah comes out and. He's jumping around like they do, and I go, "What's all this about?" He goes, "This is the way in." Dave's going, "Todd, this is the way in. This is this is important stuff right there." So Jeremiah's there jumping around, going crazy, and then he goes out, and then Derek comes in, and he comes out behind the curtain. Derek, mountain of a man, and David grabs me and goes, "Oh, I got a bad feeling about this. I got a bad feeling about this." <laughs> well, anyway, Derek had to sub at the last minute because the guy that Jeremiah. Derek. Lewis. Eric Lewis. The was, was supposed yeah. to, the guy that he was supposed to fight got hurt, so they they flew Derek in from Houston, and so Derek had to come in there, and so we get to, make a long story short, we get to the we get to the, the fight, the main event. So we get there, and we're right there. The cage is right in front of us. We're in the front row right there, and we're waiting for the waitress to come around, and the bar is right there, and I go, I'll be right back. So I went over to the, to the bar, and I grabbed one of the trays from the waitress, and I'm loading up, and the fight starts and I'm getting my beers and by the time I get back to the table Derek had already knocked him out <laughs> this, this has been this hadn't even been a minute yeah. oh my and, God. and I walk down and, and David goes well there you go I go what he goes you missed it I go I missed what he goes it's over I go what do you mean it's over he goes the fight is over Derek knocked him out I go it hadn't even started he goes go back to the bar you know I'm just going, yeah. and sure enough he not he'd knocked him out so okay I missed the whole damn fight flew all the way up here to miss the thing so we're at the post party at the Lucky Strike. Yeah. So I use the restroom. The so I'm bowling alley. The bowling alley. It's great. You would love it, Coach. You'd love it. <laughs> so I'm walking down. There's a roped-off area for the fighters. And I'm walking down, and there was Derek and, and, and uh, not Bob. What was his name? I can't remember what his, his coach's name was. But anyway, I'm walking by, and the red velvet ropes are there. And I go, hey, I'm from Houston. You guys are from Houston. Congratulations. He goes, oh, you're from Houston. He goes, you want to meet Derek? I said, well, yeah, come on in. So walked in and met Derek, and so I'm sitting down there. Tony was his name, was the, was his manager, and he goes, yeah. He goes, it was a it was a no contest today. I go, I don't even know what that means. He goes, oh, that means he doesn't get paid the money. I go, well, he fought. Why doesn't he get paid the money? Oh, they said it. He hit him in the back of the head. Blah blah blah. And I go, well, why? He don't understand all that stuff. He goes, yeah, you know, right now he's needing a job, and you know he needed this money for his family, and and I went, here's my card. Have him call my secretary, go take a hey, physical, and yeah, that's awesome. we'll, uh, we'll give him a job. So next morning I get a call from my secretary, and she goes, uh, there's a really big <laughs> black man here looking for you. And I go, oh, is that Derek? He goes, yeah. And I go, send him down and get him a physical. So they went down. So You don't, you don't call him the black beast? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> it's not radical. Yeah, it's not radical. Here. Same thing. Black beast is here. Like, oh. He is one of the... He's a gentle giant. He's one of the nicest individuals you'll ever come across. Yeah. I, I, you would never know it. If you that, watch his podcast, he's a different person in the ring when he's doing interviews yeah, yeah, yeah. than he is. Uh, I, think, awesome. I think. I, I think. I think. If you haven't seen or you don't know who Derek Lewis did, Lewis is the Black Beast. That's great. Google him on YouTube. I mean, not only is he he's a hell of a fighter, but he's funny. His post game stuff. I mean, like. Fin finish finish the statement, Todd. You can find Derek, Joe, Ro Joe Rogan. Derek, why'd you take your shorts off? 
My balls was hot. There it is. My balls was hot. <laughs> Greatest guy. You know, it's he. He. He's a. He's a Houston. He's a Houston icon here, and I'll see if I can get him down here. To, oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, I'll, I'll check with the boss. His wife April is just. She's just a. She's. She's. She's <laughs> the, the queen. Very, at the very least, how cool would it be if we could design him some boots? You know, like. Oh, he'd love it. In here, he, like, yeah. get him some boots. You know, get him. Yeah. Get him. Get him fitted for. Some well, boots. that's great. Miss April, his his wife is she. She is the. She's the style queen, so that's who you have to deal with well, right there can, on that deal. She can design the boots. <laughs> yeah, but your, he, your work though, the I mean, yeah. the, the uh, you know, well fighting and these kinds of great things, right? Is that still a problem? Is there technology out there that's preventing the future of this particular profession? Uh, you know, when it, for well think? firefighting, it's different because as you know, we live in the unconventional world now, which means horizontal drilling. So we're 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 drilling mature oil fields now that don't have a lot of pressure. You know, we're not right. drilling the exploration. You super majors like your company, yeah. you got you know you guys, Exxon Mobil's, the Shells, the BPs, yeah. the big companies. You're you're the explorers. You're you're what's going to keep the oil and gas company. Need some of that stuff, yeah. But I think a lot of stuff is just keeping it going, right? You know, creating additional pressure, reinjections to get more oil out. So you're not seeing a lot of that. Those big. Uh, you don't issues. see the big blowouts like you used to in the old right. days. If you see something now, it's usually during a fracking operation okay. that something leaked or something of that nature. So you've got you know you've got the. There's one big old well firefighting company left in the world, and the rest of them are chasing. It's more preventative maintenance type thing. Right yeah, now. it's yeah. more engineering oriented yeah. now. Gotcha. What's your future? What are you What are you going to do? Like, what's your world? I mean, is it is it is it ranching? Is it rodeo? Is going to hang out. He's going to hang out at the boot, boot shop. shop yeah. out. Hang, hang out with Wild Bill and Coach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so. you, you know, I retired in '06, and then my phone kept ringing. So I finally said, "Okay, I'll start my own company." And I did that. Well. Next thing you know, I get a call from one of my old clients. They said, hey, will you just come help us for a year, for one year? And I'm still at that company 10 years later. So wow. it's a great company I work for. And I, but I would say never retire. And that's my thing. No, don't, see, don't, don't. The don't issue retire. is I see all these guys where I'm surrounded by. I was the youngest one in the oil field work, you know, for a long time and among other things. And, but these guys, like, you know, it was just so hardcore. And you stop. And, and you, you can't. Just, you just when you start, you start dying. You know, start my, dying. No, my dad was in education for 44 years, and as soon as he stopped, it went yep. down here real quick. Yep. Yeah, you just got to keep going. You got to you got to keep your mind, right? you know. You know, I'll, I'll say I'll say this I'll say this, and knowing Todd as well as I do, I, I never see him stop moving. Whether right. I mean, he'll he'll let me know, hey, I'm at the ranch. And, I mean, he's always so hospitable. You know, coach guys, boot shop guys. I mean, I, we'd love to have a have a republic, you know, boot shop. Our people come up there and have, absolutely you know, hang out. Always well, but he's you know well, he's invited us many times. He likes he likes to sleep in the deer blind. He sleeps in the deer blind. The deer blind is like a double wide trailer. So <laughs> how many how many windows does it have facing how many feeders? I don't know a lot. No a feeder lot. here, feeder, 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 feeder. It's not as good as Bijos, but it's pretty good. Well, I've never been in Bijos, but I've been in yours, and it is. It's bigger than it's it's bigger than most apartments. So his deer blind. So. Yeah, have a good time. But uh, no, my point is that I think that one of the best compliments that we could give Todd Regalado is he's never met a stranger. Yeah. I mean, he'll talk to anybody. Just a genuinely wonderful, wonderful man. And 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 thank you for being such a great friend of mine, but also a friend of the boot shop of Republic Boot Company. You're, I mean, it's your. Your treasure, man. You know, listening, being here today, listening to the other podcasts was great. I mean, we had Federal, we had the historian. I mean, you learn so many, so many things here. But one, one thing that you hit on earlier today, Chris, was you have to enjoy what you're doing. 
And that is so important. If you don't get up every morning and want to go to work, you're in the wrong job. That's right. And the you box. know, for these kids that are that are, that are growing up today, sorry, pick something that you that you love to do. That's right. You got to do it. You, you shouldn't be stuck in some corporate world or whatever. We were a big proponent of uh, crafts. You know, uh, craft jobs, me meaning that electricians or whatever. Yes. Or, you know, like our good buddy that's going to come up here, Hugh Patton here in a second. Of, of, you know, he's a dentist, but he's also a painter and doing entrepreneurial things. So do things that you love is the, is the point of it. Live your life. Even if, you know, it's like I can retire and just sit there, really, or live your life to the fullest. So that's and and give back to the community. You know, my wife and I, we're big into charity, <laughs> and you have to give back. Of course, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is our big charity. Right. We've got another one that's called Hope Hits Harder that helps families and children that have cancer. And yeah. you have to make sure that you give back to the community. That's it. Yeah. It's and so we can and we can and we can look at this right here. So so talk about that. I yep. did I did speak earlier about. Uh, Sorry about, for my outburst earlier. <laughs> I was trying to get attention to bring <laughs> yeah to in. the box. Sorry. So uh, so I so so I spoke earlier about. You can't Todd, see it on the audio version, but you can. Yeah, about Todd starting. So Todd, uh, several years ago, started a buyers group at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, where we raise money for youth and education. And Todd has grown this buyers group into a champion buyers group, and uh, I'm gonna let him. I'm what gonna, does that mean? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let okay. I'm gonna okay. let Todd explain a little bit about what it means to be a champions buyer buyers group, and the you know just kind of the growth of our group that Republic Boot Company. Um, we're you know we're planning on on being a part of it in our small way. Yeah, in our small way. You know what what we what Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo does for for the city of uh, Houston is just phenomenal. You know we have. We raise close to $250 million in economic impact every year. And everything we do, you know, we've given out over $600 million with scholarships over since 1932. So, you know, what we do is very, very important. And so what tri the, tri the trifecta buyers group was all started. You'll, you'll love this, Bill. <laughs> it, 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 back in my single days, after barbecue cook-off with the not so not so good head the next day you know waking up under the ferris wheel that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w I would i would i would go i would go i would go i would That's go to the liter actually. literally if, <laughs> if you've seen the big out. ferris wheel <laughs> yeah. the big ferris wheel hey. that's it under it and under so you, you get up the next day after you get up the next day and you go to the committee men's room and you kind of say oh here we go again i got 20 days of this so i would order a crown of water a branding melt punch in a Coors Light, and I would drink one of each, and whatever one I wanted at the end of the day, that's the way I would go for the for the night. Well, it morphed over the years, and now the the R3, my branch brand, is now called the Trifecta Buyers Group, and it's turned into a race. It's turned into a race now. We have got we've got first place, second place, third place winners, and they got to buy pins and all the money that we raise. It goes right to our buyers group. So we've elevated ourselves from buying a pin of chickens. All the way to the we're lot 15 now in the buyers group. We're not the grand champion or the reserve grand champion, but we're moving that way. And Chris, you joining this year, yeah. it's going to be phenomenal. I I, I think time, I, I think it's going to be a, a good time. So uh, basically, when 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 you can get there from being way in the top and in, in the auction arena, now we've got so many people down below. And yeah. what I would love to see is anybody that's ever been associated or bought a pair of boots at Republic every year we're gonna start in 2024 we'll start with our pitcher 
Our whole group will be anybody who's bought boots. And as years go on, every year the picture will get yep. bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Huge family reunion. And having, huge. At, I love that. And having a historic yeah. boot company Absolutely. like you guys, I mean, that's, part of our group, we just love it. We, I'm over the moon. Kind of like when Matt Bryce was like, from Federal was talking about it. This this little humble thing that we can do from a boot company to, to contribute and raise money for people in need or for you know scholarships and all these great things, working with great people like yourselves, this is what we really – that's why we're here, man. You know, it's like you can work at a, at a big box, you know, a corporate organization or whatever. Which is fine. Which is fine. It's just yeah. different. Like, we love this because we can do something real and create massive you have, you have We have more of an avenue to give back to the community as a small business, you know, a local small business. And, again, not to knock big box stores. Those are our friends. Right. You know, there are these, 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 these groups are our friends. But as a small business, giving back to the community becomes very important to us as members of the community, of this community, to give back to the community. And the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is such a, a huge part of how we can give back, especially to kids. I mean, because if, if, if we can help kids get to school, if we can help yeah. kids that otherwise couldn't afford to go off to college, but in some way we can be a part of that, I think that's, I think, I think it's, you're doing something. It's, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. our obligation. Yeah, it's our obligation. Every time I've come in here, it's, it's just like family. It's, it, I, I love it. That's why I love to come in here. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. When we had the final four here in Houston last year, oh, wow. yep. yeah. San Diego State. Oh, yeah. yeah. We weren't even supposed to be there, and we made it to the, to the championship game. I, I thank you so much for opening your doors. <laughs> to the Sons of Montezuma, right? right. I mean, Shout out to the Sons of Montezuma's podcast. That was an amazing day. We still have the uh, the signed uh, yeah, leather, uh, yeah. cow hat. We've got the signed cow leather. The whole We've got side, yes. Maddie, you know, he still talks about it. He goes, he is. We were at the historic Republic Boot Company. And you had the worst hangover of your life, Todd. He said it, 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 it was great. Todd, Todd was Pushing Todd through. was hanging out over in the hangover in the chair. chair in the hangover chair. Yeah. In the hangover chair. No, yeah, but it, was, it was Mickey Gillies sat in that chair. Yes. Not a hangover chair. Come on. That day it was the hangover. Oh, that day it was hangover chair. But, so typically we always do the uh, the boot of the week, right? So, well, we're, but but today's a little bit different. Yeah, but no, I say real quick. Is yeah. That, oh, oh, you're heading to this. Let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Is that we do have? We want you to come stop by the shop. Or if you're not here, where else can they donate for this? What can yeah, we do? Good point. Let's just take some donations. Let's, well, let's talk about it. Wait, when Sorry, we, I'm no, when, we, when we talked about doing yeah. this here, because you guys have a great place for people to come when they're yeah. experiencing a boot fitting extravaganza. You've, you've made this for us. You're filling it up. I mean, yeah. I, I can't ask for any more than that. We, My we, gosh. Well, we don't. When people come in and get adjustments to their boots, maybe a, an extra hole punched in their belt. They want to give us tips, so we don't take tips. Um, that's not our. That's that's just not who we are. We do that because that's we take care of our customers, but, and that's part of the experience. And I'm pouring fireballs behind the bar, yes. and they keep wanting to give me yes. money and tips, and I uh, yeah. my wife says take it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> now we know where to take. So instead, it. Yeah. Yeah. so right instead here. of it's tips, right. we're yeah. going to donate back to. So as as Fireball would say, we're going to donate back to the community. So anybody that would like to come in. And, and help us donate back to the community. Every cent that goes in this box right here is going to go towards the trifecta buyers. Matched by us. Matched, oh, matched, yes. by, matched us. by us. Yeah. Thank you so well, that's, much. That, that's, that's, I heard it here first. Matched by us. Matched by Republic Boot Company, and we are going to join forces with the trifecta buyers group and, yeah. and uh, again, take over the world. Absolutely. So, Thank you so very great much. Point, great point, Fireball, about... Yeah. 
about Ooh. explaining what this is for. So when you stop by the boot shop, this will be either at the bar or at the front. Feel free. I mean, no obligation, but feel free. And again, you guys can't see this as the next next little thing we're doing uh, on our audio version, but if you got to go to YouTube, but this is unique. So we're going to show you the boot of the week, and it's actually coming from Todd Regalado. Oh, good. Regalado is. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Regalado's boot of the week. Mount up. Go ahead and take it off, Todd. Where, where's the boot jack? Where is the boot jack? <laughs> you did it without a boot jack. Right you shouldn't do. You should always have a, so a boot those jack. Those of you oh. who are watching, that's not how. Uh, that's that. That's a demonstration of how. <laughs> don't not do to it. Do it. <laughs> yes, don't do it that way. But let, let, buy a boot jack. Let, let me tell you something. If if you've never had a pair of custom boots, you you deserve one. You owe it to yourself. That boot right there is like wearing a slipper. I mean, it's it's Thank phenomenal. You. It's absolutely phenomenal. I, you know what hey dudes are? Oh yeah, yeah. They're just as comfortable as my hey dudes. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So no, so, it's so, so my, Chris, you want to go over. So my daughter yeah, bought me a pair of hey dudes, and I was like, I don't know, but my daughter bought them. They're comfortable, but my, my boots are comfortable, more comfortable. Than hey that. dude, did you hear that? Hey dude, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. So we have a cognac. Um, this is a bias cut. So we do a lot of boost on the bias, meaning that. The uh, the the larger scale of the of the boot of the of the of the alligator is on the inside. So when you actually bend your foot, you're 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 having that crease against the flank. The flank of the alligator is the part that moves. Alligators move side to side, right? So it actually uh, it won't crack on you. If you have a straight up alligator, if it's a bigger alligator and you have it uh, across the top, you might crack the top of the boot so it's a more comfortable way to wear a large scale alligator so that's what we did with todd's boots here and of course the r3 inside the texas as an inlay with the black calf tops so it's a beautiful boot overall it's got some real classic appeal here it's a classic boot and it's awesome and they're awesome it's comfortable oh i, love, I mean i love it's it most important. comfortable it's no <laughs> you said com you said comfortable I said it again. It by the way if you're in texas it's called comfortable i know we get into this, this. has been a nine-year battle it's a nine-year battle i said don't say comfortable that's your yankee if you say that he's from dallas a little bit so that's why he's north, north of uh, anything I north know. of i-10 no <laughs> <laughs> i know anything so we're gonna say yankees anything north of <laughs> you know you know when we go to rodeo now hey, you put our, we, we put our boots on and what do we do as soon as we get home we take them off these i can wear them all day long the same awesome all day long you have to have the uh the veg channel leads in there to have your, your foot just kind of conform to that, have your arch supported and all those great things. Anyways, guys, thank you so much, Todd. This hey. has been a great conversation. Really appreciate Left it. Left me out of the bullpen. Yeah, That's coming it. out of the bullpen. That, was, that, making, that, that making literally it. was. That it was fantastic, Chris, man. Do we have a second That's left? That's the closer. That's the closer. Okay. Closing uh, it. Well, here's here's what we're going to do at the very end. Oh. Uh-oh. So, actually, Con Conradical has his own coming. little whiskey here. From Conradistan. <laughs> so, from Conradistan. So, we're going to actually do a little quick... Poor. So, uh oh, I learned this technique of uh, cleaning whiskey from my good buddy Ricky Ford with Persado. Right, how to take the congeners and stuff off of the uh, ethanol molecule, ethanol molecules, <laughs> and uh, no, my it's my genes. And, and to make sure that you don't have the the harsh uh, fossil fuels and different chemicals, you can change the ester profiles and stuff like that. So, this is a way to kind of do that 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 we've kind of perfected. So, only available at the boot shop. You can come try this. It's got the sweetness of the uh, American white oak, uh, but doesn't have the burn, right? So this is what we're doing. Do, do we need to do a toast? Cheers, gentlemen. 
Would you like? Would, hey, can you? Let's talk about it. The floor is yours, sir. Is, you is, 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 I've got one, but is this R rated or does it make a difference? Doesn't no, this the floor is yours, sir. This is all good. This is it. She's R rated. She's a great big bitch, about twice size of me. Got hair on her ass like branches on a tree. She can swim, fish, fight, fuck, shovel shit, and drive a truck. That's the kind of girl I want to marry. <laughs> Woo! Amen. <laughs> God bless Texas. <laughs> Holy shit, it's awful.